name as we go to your word again this morning. Speak to our hearts. Help us to know your will and to live by your will. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Send your word to us again. Give us understanding. Make us strong. Make us a mighty people in God. Make us a mighty people of God. To the praise of your glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, I pray. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. I want you to sing that song again this morning. Oh, I'm building a people of power. And I'm the most to this last time I feel it. And we'll glorify my precious name. Build your church, build your church, Lord. Oh, yeah. Make us strong, Lord. Oh, yeah. Turn our hands, Lord. Oh, yeah. together loud 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 thank you Jesus hallelujah amen let's be seated for I am building what kind of people a people of power so you are to be a person of power. 
You are to be filled with the power of God. Your life is not to be empty of power. You are to have a life filled with the power of the Most High God. Amen. Having absolute victory every time. This is Psalm number 3. I suppose it's number three. Last Sunday I was talking to you. I began to tell you four things. Number one, I said you are God's project. How many of you remember? Number two, I said God will never abandon his project. Number three, I said in the final analysis. God will never give you less than what you expect from Him. Number four, I said God will usually give you more than you expect or you are expecting from Him. Amen. Amen. The God we are serving is a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a God that never fails. Why do you need to know you are God's project? Because God is the one in charge of your life. You need to understand this. And know that the one who is in charge cannot fail. Hallelujah. How do you know you are God's project? Because God made you. And he made you for a purpose. There is a purpose to your creation. You are not created by accidents. You were not born by accident. You were born by a deliberate plan of God. A lot of people are discouraged. And they feel they are not going to make it. Something they can make it in life. Something can they ever be successful? Some might be spiritual discouragement. Something can I ever make it to the kingdom of God? Some think when will I be free from all these problems? All these loads of financial problems. When am I going to be free? I want you to understand, beloved. You are God's project. I'm sure you have heard about federal government project this, that, and that. Haven't you? Sometimes government does abandon its project. Or her project, whatever. Does it not happen? But are they? Whether state governments, federal government, sometimes they do abandon their projects. A lot of human beings 
have abandoned certain projects. True or false? But God is not like man. Whatever project God has made or started, there can be no mistake about it. A lot of people started projects they never completed. Whether because of lack of resources or problems they did not expect surfaced. And they, they started to think these problems are too many, we better leave this project. You see, God is not like that. God doesn't have that problem. Because God knows the end from the beginning. And God will not begin a project that is not executable. Hallelujah. So your life is a project of God. If God began it, then it is the project is surely executable. It can be done. It can be done. It will be done. God is not like man because he has infinite wisdom. Man has limited wisdom. So sometimes man does begin projects. They discover this project is just heading for a blind end. We better leave it. Does it not happen? I can't hear you loud, loud. Sometimes highly placed government officials do so because of limited wisdom. But God is not like that. If God began your life, then that project is executable. Some of you are discouraged and you are wondering what will become of me. Maybe you think you have struggled with financial difficulties. For many years, when are you going to be free? I want you to know you are God's project. Say, I am God's project. And God cannot abandon his project. Say it. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. God knows what he's doing about your life. He knows what it takes to get you where you want. God cannot fail. Somebody say it loud. God cannot fail. Everybody alive say it loud. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful. Say, I will be fruitful. I have a mandate from the living God to be fruitful. Therefore, 
I will be fruitful. I am fruitful. It begins now and never will end. Amen. That means you'll be fruitful all your life. Be fruitful and multiply. Say, I will multiply. And replenish the earth. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the fowl of the air. And over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God gave man dominion. Over the sea. Over the air. The day man built the first ship on the sea. Was not the day it started. It all started in the mind of God. God was the first engineer that designed a sea vessel at the time of Noah. The day man succeeded in making airplanes, man made an airplane to fly in the air, it didn't start that day. It started in the mind of God long ago. That is part of the God-given dominion. He has given to the race of Adam. Over the sea, over the air. Genesis chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. Amen. Psalm 100 verse 3. The book of Psalms. Psalm 100, verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. So he is the one who made us. You are his project. I am his project. He cannot abandon me. He cannot abandon you. Psalm 119, verse 73. Psalm 119, verse 73. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Amen. The hands of God made you 
hands of God fashioned you. He created you. And he cannot forsake you, cannot depart from you. Provided you do not forsake him. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. Open your Bible, everybody. Tell your neighbor, open your Bible. Book of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We want to read verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 10. The book of Ephesians. Chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. Which God hath before ordained. That we should walk in them. Ordained means prepared. God had beforehand prepared. That we should walk in them. Hallelujah. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. Which God had before prepared. That we should walk in them. So you are God's project. And he has a fourth time prepared things you are to walk in. You are to walk in righteousness. You are to walk in holiness. You are to walk in power. You are to exercise power over satanic power. You are to walk in financial prosperity. You are to walk in abundance. You are not to be a low ranger. God has prepared these things before. So that you walk in them. That's why I said you are God's project. He has a plan for you. Your life is not without plan. Hallelujah. Your life is not without plan. It's not without purpose. Amen. God has a purpose for your life. And that purpose will be fulfilled when you cooperate with Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. According to what? His purpose. So He has a purpose. 
Your life is not just to float in the air. It's just not like paper floating in the air that can be blown into any direction. No, no. Hallelujah. Let's look at Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 In whom also we have obtained an inheritance What have we obtained I can't hear you we have obtained an inheritance. In other words, we have been given an inheritance. <clears throat> this are part of the, the inheritance is part of the things he has proposed that we walk in them. Amen. So your life as a Christian is not like paper floating in the air that the wind can carry anywhere it lies. There is a purpose for your life. Say it loud. There is a purpose for my life. God is a God of purpose. So he has purpose certain things about your life. God doesn't do anything half-assedly. Half-assedly, that means anyhow. It's a God of plan. God of purpose. Say, God is a God of plan. Say God of purpose. Say God of fulfillment. What he has planned. What he has purpose, he surely will fulfill. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.11 again. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. What have we obtained? Every Everybody, everyone in Christ has obtained this inheritance. If you are in Christ, you have obtained it. It's been given to you. There is no one in Christ who has not obtained the inheritance. In this inheritance, you have the grace and the power, the unction, the anointing to live a holy life. If you don't live a holy life, and you say you can't make it, something is wrong. You are deceived. The devil is deceiving you. Hallelujah. It is your inheritance to walk in holiness. It's your inheritance to walk in power. It's your inheritance to bind the devil. It's your inheritance to cast out devils. Hallelujah. It is my birthright, say. I didn't say birthday, I said birthright. <laughs> it is my birthright. It is my inheritance. It's my privilege to walk in the power of God. It's a privilege because if you don't do it, you will lose it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Unbelievers don't have that. It's your inheritance. It's your, it's, it's your birthright. It's your destiny. Amen. 
Somebody say, is there destiny? Yes, this is your destiny I'm showing you. That's your destiny. Say it's my birthright. It's my inheritance. It's my destiny. It's my privilege. It's my blessing. To walk in the power of God. So inheritance is your blessing. It's your grace. Grace given to you from God. It is your privilege because you can lose it if you don't use it. Are you understanding? But you will not lose it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's your destiny. Weakness is not your destiny. Somebody say he was attacked by witches last year. This year, Emery attacked him. Uh, last week, Babala will attack him. He said, maybe that's his destiny. No, no, no. Say, no, 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 no. That's not your destiny. If you are a child of God, it is your destiny. It is your birthright. It is your inheritance to bind and cast out devils. As a child of God. Hallelujah. Likewise, it is your birthright. It's your inheritance. It's your destiny. That means that's where you are going. That's the meaning of destiny. You may be weak now, but you are heading for strength. You may be poor now, but you are heading for wealth. That's your destiny. Say it loud. Say it again. Hallelujah. It is your destiny to walk in the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You may not have much money now. You may be broke now. But I'm telling you, your destiny is in wealth. It's in wealth. That's your destiny. Somebody said, maybe it's his destiny to be poor. Said nobody's rich in his father's house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said nobody's rich in his father's house. Nobody has money in his in his in his in his in his, in his, in his lineage. In his lineage. That's all your revival call Iran and in Iran law. In his lineage, nobody has money. But you belong to another lineage. And that's the lineage of Christ. That has brought you into the lineage of Abraham. And has made Abraham's blessings to become yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I say you are God's project. All these things are talking about a plan. That God made long ago. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Are you there? Open your Bible with me. Be predestinated. According to the purpose. Of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. 
predestinated. That's why he said it's your destiny. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Being. Look up. Look up, look up, look up. Be what? Predestinated. That's why he says your destiny. The inheritance made available in the covenant of God with man through Christ is your destiny. That's your destiny. You will not miss your destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. After the counsel of his will. So is his will he planned it all. Ephesians 3.11 According to the eternal purpose. Which he purposed. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God has proposed all this inheritance for you in Christ Jesus long ago. How long ago? Before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 Who hath saved us And called us What has he done? Say I'm called be, To be called does not mean to be called Not only to be called to be a pastor There are various callings you may not have a call to become a pastor, but you have a call to become a covenant person of God. Say, I have a call to become a covenant person of God Most High. Amen. Who had saved us and called us with a holy calling. What kind of calling? Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose. And grace. Which was given us in Christ Jesus. Before the world began. When was it given to us? So, but you were not born before the world began. And he had given this inheritance to those who will be followers of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can see that your life did not just show up. It didn't just show up. It was planned. Your life had been planned by God. Your life is not an accident. 
Amen. This is why I said you are God's project. Do you understand better now? Can you see it now? If God had planned before the foundation of the world, before the world began, it had given you an inheritance in Christ Jesus, and that is your destiny, then you have to understand that it's a whole project. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I go to number two. God will never abandon his project. God will never abandon his project. We don't need to be told huh, that God will not abandon his project. Knowing the nature of God, the power of God, the wisdom of God, we should know, we should understand that he cannot abandon his project. Whatever God starts, it finishes. God is a God of plan. It's a God of purpose. It's a God of fulfillment. Everything he plans and purposes, he executes and fulfills them. God never conceives an inexecutable project because he has infinite wisdom. He knows the end from the beginning. Man involved in the project may blunder. Man may commit mistakes, may stumble, may fall. But God himself will know how to complete the project. Provided man does not abandon God. Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 31. Verses 1 to 8. The book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 31. Verses 1 to 8. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am 120 years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also, the Lord has said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord had said. God made a project. To deliver the children of Israel from Pharaoh's slavery. He did or he did not? He did. God never makes a project that cannot be executed. If you have an idea of who Pharaoh was in his time, 
you understand that it was a hard project. Humanly speaking, are you paying attention here? It was a hard project. For God to say, we deliver the children of Israel from Pharaoh's hands. Humanly speaking, it was hard. But speaking in terms of God, it was nothing. It was cheap. Shout hallelujah. Are you at a lot? Hallelujah. The children of Israel were incarcerated in slavery under Pharaoh. It looked like it was not possible to set them free. But God knew what it would take to set them free. He did what it would take to set them free. And Pharaoh himself thrust them out. Hallelujah. He attacked Egypt with ten plagues. At the end of it all, they could not stand again. Even before the end, the, 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 the deputies of Pharaoh, they came to him, they, they went to him and told him, Knowest thou not that Egypt is destroyed? They went to Pharaoh and said, Let these people go. Knowest thou not that Egypt is destroyed? Because the agriculture, livestock, Everything was destroyed. Everything was destroyed. At the end, after the death of the firstborn, that was the one they could not stand. The same night, every firstborn died in Egypt, including the firstborn of animals. Everything died. And a great cry arose all over Egypt. There was cry all over every house. And they all died at the same time. Not that they were sick for some time. One night. And that was the last thing that broke Pharaoh's back. Hallelujah. We talk of the last straw that breaks the camel's back. They could not stand it. Every firstborn died. Even the firstborn of Pharaoh on his throne died. All the firstborn of his subordinates, his chieftains, died. And they trust them. They said, we be all dead men. We be all dead men. They said, let Israel go. That night, they didn't let them sleep, wait till the morning. They told them to leave that same night. And they were prepared. They left that night. In the same way, God will set you free. Every power that is saying you will not enter into the destiny God has planned for you, the Lord will destroy them and set you free. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. 
God cannot abandon his projects. If he created you, then he will fulfill his plan for your life. Unless if you abandon him. Hallelujah. Verse 3 said, The Lord I God will go over before thee. Say, the Lord my God will go before me. That's the plan of God to go before you everywhere you go. And he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. Did God fulfill it or not? He did. While Israel was displaced from Egypt, it was because of sin. Are you understanding? Because God told them, if you sin, I will drive you out of the land. Was sin that caused it. If they didn't sin against God, all this struggle they have here and there today will never occur. To never occur. But God had warned them before. He said, If you sin, I will drive you out of the land. He said, They will carry you captives away. He said, He told them. This is why I always tell you, sin is your greatest enemy. Not witches, not wizards. Some people think witches and wizards are their enemies. Sin is your greatest enemy. If you don't sin, if you keep yourself in holiness, God will give you victory over witches and wizards easily. Hallelujah. And Joshua shall go over before thee as the Lord has said. Verse 4. And the Lord shall do unto them as he did to Sihon and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage. Look up, don't look down. I don't know what you are looking for on the ground. Those of you looking on the ground, looking at the ground. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not. Tell somebody, fear not. Nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Say it loud. My God, He goes ahead of me into every area, to every place, into every stage of my life. He will not fail me. He will not forsake me. Amen. Verse 7. And Moses called unto Joshua. And said unto him. The sight of all Israel. Be strong and of a good courage. For thou must go with these people. Unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers. To give them. And thou shalt cause them inherit it. Amen. Thou shalt cause them to inherit it. 
cause, C-A-U-S-E, you will make them to inherit it. That is the purpose of the teaching ministry in the church today. To cause the people of God to inherit the covenant. And the Lord, verse 8, and the Lord, He it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not. Neither be dismayed. Hallelujah. That's the promise of God. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. But you have to stick to him. You must not forsake him. If you forsake God, there's nothing you can do about that. But on the part of God, He will not forsake you. But if you forsake Him, that is beyond His control. As long as you do not forsake God, He will not forsake you. Even if you sin, He will not forsake you. He may chastise you. He may chastise you. He may rebuke you. He may correct you. He may whip you. But all that is to get you back to his blessing. He's not forsaking you. When God whips his child to get him to do right, that's not forsaking. If you are a child of God, if you go wrong, he will whip you. Everybody God does not weep is not a child of God. Hallelujah. How many of you weep other people's children? When other people's children commit wrong, you weep them. When your children commit wrong, do you weep them? If it needs weeping, one of your neighbor's children. In your street, in your environment. Do you whip them? You always whip them? One of these days you understand your proverb. That's a Yoruba age. You know the meaning? Aha, let me interpret it. You know the meaning? You have become Yoruba. You are not Igbo again. When the owner, the father of the child say, Ah, this is my son. Flog him if he does anything. Yoruba man tells you. He is only saying it. He, <laughs> he doesn't mean it very much like that. Because when he comes back from work, and he sees a mark on his son's shoulder. He said, what happened to you here? He said, it's so father that beat me. He beat you? And this mark on your hand? Ah, let's go there. That's the day you will know that uh, he didn't mean it. Oruba says, Bami namami. Hallelujah. Flog my child. 
The parent does not mean it so much like that. Hallelujah. He's only talking about flogging that does not mean anything. Doesn't mean it so much like that. Hallelujah. You can't always whip people's children. Huh? You can't always do that. Otherwise, you'll get into trouble. You'll get into trouble. Anything negative comes from it, you get into big trouble. Hallelujah. When you have a stubborn child with you, wait, even leaving your house, you correct the child, doesn't take correction. You beat him sometimes. If it's your child, what do you do? You continue to do it, isn't it? If it's another person's child, what do you do? Huh? What do you do? You correct him, doesn't take correction? You whip him, he's not changing, he's getting worse? If it's another person's child, what do you do? You send him back to his father. Because you'll be afraid. Of beating him and killing him one day. What if you beat him and he goes wrong? <laughs> I don't want this child to make me commit any problem. You beat him and he gets wounded. That will be a problem for you. So you send him back to his child. In the alternative. If you can't send him back. Many people are that say. What do they do? They just keep looking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says any child God does not, every child God gives birth to, he chastises. If you are a child of God, he will chastise you. If you commit sin, God does not chastise you. Maybe you are not his child. Are you understanding? Maybe he's telling you, I'm not concerned with this person. Hallelujah. Every child God gives birth to, he chastises. When they go astray. So that does not mean he's forsaking you. He has promised he will never forsake you. Amen. Even when you sin, God will not forsake you. He will surely chastise you. But he will not forsake you. And the purpose of the chastisement is to make you repent. Anybody that calls himself a child of God and he commits sin, God does not chastise him. The Bible says a person like that is a bastard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because if he's a true child, God will chastise him. Hebrews 12 verse 8. Hebrews 12 verse 8. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. But if ye be without chastisement, Whereof all are partakers. 
then are ye bastards and not sons. So if somebody is committing sin and God does not chastise him, maybe he's a bastard. Uh, God is saying, I'm not concerned with this person. He's not my child. Hallelujah. If you are a child of God, you commit sin, God will chastise you. Sin may stop the blessing, surely. It will. They will bring chastisement. But He will not abandon you. Because you are His project. Joshua 1 verse 5. Joshua 1 verse 5. The book of Joshua. Chapter 1. Verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Can you say amen to that? That's a wonderful blessing. You should have shouted a big amen. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. So God cannot forsake you. He cannot fail you. His word cannot fail. The scripture cannot fail in your life. You may fail to apply scripture, but the scripture itself cannot fail. Hallelujah. You are thinking, uh, you have been, I've been, I want financial blessing all this day. It has not come. But don't forget, God cannot abandon you. You are a project of God. And this project will be completed. That money you want will come into your hands. The power of holy living will be established in your life. Amen. The spiritual fruitfulness you want will be established. For you must hold on to God and never doubt His word. Never depart from Him. First Chronicles 28. First Chronicles 28 verse 20. First Chronicles. Chapter 28. Verse 20. And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Alleluia. 
David was too sure God would not forsake his son. Solomon forsook God towards the end of his life. But God did not forsake him. Do you remember? God is faithful. He can't forsake you as his child. He may chastise you. If you sin, but he will not forsake you. But if you forsake him, there is nothing you can do about that. Hallelujah. Psalm 35. Psalm 35. Uh, sorry, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Verse 25. The book of Psalms, chapter 37. We want to read verse 25. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. The Lord will not forsake you. You will not beg bread. You don't like that. The Lord will not forsake you. You will not beg bread. Your children will never beg bread. Hallelujah. It is established all over the scriptures that God will not forsake his own. Hallelujah. This David again, this is Psalm of David. He said, I'll be young and now I'm old. He said, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken? God will never forsake his covenant people. If you, if you become one of his covenant people, he cannot forsake you. Amen. Amen. But if you forsake him, there's nothing he can do. And he said in his word, if you forsake me, I will forsake you. It's not really that he forsakes you. But if you forsake him, you take yourself away from him. And there is nothing he can do about that. Are you understanding? Tell somebody beside you, never forsake God. Tell somebody again, never forsake God. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Hallelujah. 
I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You may be thinking, God has not done everything I said, He will do it. This promise has not been fulfilled in my life, whether it's money or childbearing. I can assure you it will be fulfilled. Provided you do not forsake God. Second Chronicles 15 verse 2. Second Chronicles 15 verse 2. And he went out to meet Esa. And said unto him, Hear ye me, Esa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you. Why ye be with him? If ye seek him, he will be found of you. For if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. If you forsake God, that means you take yourself away from God. Then you are the one that makes yourself forsaken. But God on his own will never forsake you. The promises he has made for you, they are going to be fulfilled. The promises to bless you will be fulfilled. Your financial pains will go away. The children you want to give back to, you are going to see them. You are going to carry your children with your own hands. Money that you are believing God for is going to come into your hands. Your business you want to establish will be established. Because he will not forsake you. You are his project. He cannot forsake you. He cannot abandon you. All you need to do is to be patient with God. It is your destiny. It is your inheritance. It is your birthright. To enter into the covenants of God. It's your birthright. It's your inheritance. It's your destiny to be blessed. It's your destiny to walk in wealth. It's your destiny to walk in abundance. It's your destiny to walk in holiness. But never you forsake God. Hold on to His covenant. Because it cannot fail. Stand up. Rise on your feet. Give thanks to God for the word you have had today.